What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Calvin, the new trader, checking in for another Grand Slamming interview here on the Forex Beginner Podcast. Today, we have something different, but this is going to be a great teaching and for somebody, for a group of people, for a lot of you, I hope, that this is going to change the trajectory of how you see Forex. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today, he manages $150 million of asset, of capital that's under his management. And he's a Forex trader. He knows the grind. He's built himself up. And uh, he's here with us today. And like I said, this interview is going to be a little different. But my hopes is that it will change your thinking and the way you see Forex. This is not just a way for you to come up financially and for you to live better and quit your job and substitute the job income for just trading income. You have, we have the potential to actually go out into the marketplace and gather capital and we could be managing millions, if not billions for other people. And I'm excited to learn from this guy. Dapo Willis, what's going on, brother? What's popping, man? I'm good, bro. What's popping? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, man? What's happening? It's good. It's good to be here. Yeah, man. What's Listen, happening? I hope that intro didn't scare you, bro, because I want to learn, man. I want to learn what you got going on. I think a lot of times, bro, um, and I'm guilty of this, and that's why I mentioned it. We just see Forex as a way to get out of the nine to five hustle, right? We see Forex as just a way, man, let me make three, $400 a day and I'm good. I can relax. I can go to the beach. But bro, what you've tapped into is so much bigger than just us. Like what you're doing is you're, you're managing wealth for future generations, for wealthy individuals and their families, money that's going to be here long after their lifetime. Like, how does that feel, bro? We just got to start there. Um, because I've been doing it for quite some time now. I, I, sometimes I think I have to pinch myself just to remind myself how much money it is. Um, but I mean, when you're in the when you're in the finance space. So in school, I did study finance, right? So you're used to hearing these kind of figures. I obviously, if I'm from a uh, Nigerian background, and in Nigeria, you know it's. That's all they know is money, 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 money. Like, you're nobody in Nigeria if you ain't got money. So right from when I was a kid, you know, I'll just be in the house. And I'll just be, in, obviously, privileged to be in certain conversations. Because my grandfather was actually quite well off. So I'm not trying to act like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I came from the streets or anything. There's no need to to come up with that vibe. But he was, he was quite well off. So I was privileged to certain kind of conversations that I feel like opened my mind at a very young age, if that makes any sense. So he used to have like, you know, really wealthy people come. I remember one guy came, he was like, true story, bro. He was like, ah. so he was, he was ranting in the house to my granddad. He was like, ah, can you imagine I have to shove the airline down? That guy cost me $12 million. I'm like, yo, <laughs> wow. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, so right from when I'm really young, I obviously, and then obviously I got my aunties and my uncle, and obviously they grow up in the house. I'm there as well. So they're trying to make their own moves. And that's all everybody's really talking about is millions and millions of dollars using it quite loosely. So for me, like, you know, it's just, I think it was just natural obviously when i got into university obviously started studying business management and finance um and then obviously you start looking into what's it called you start looking into briefs start looking into case studies 
start looking into PWC case studies, looking at Goldman Sachs reports and stuff like that. So you just see millions everywhere. It's just a lot of money. So I feel like when I obviously finished university and then I started to take trading really seriously, although I started making a lot of money while I was in university, actually my first investor, I got him while I was in first year of university mm -hmm. so for about a million plus US. So obviously once I come out of university, the only thing that's on my mind is millions and millions and millions. I'm not even thinking 5K, 2K, 3K. I'm going right into the deep end. I'm like, you know what? It's, is that I drown or I, I I swim this tide out? Do you get what I mean? So like it's so I mean you just saying it now is actually just kind of like jogging my memory. Like we're actually managing a lot of money. Actually, I don't really think about it because from a risk perspective, I'm just always concerned about the risk. Mm -hmm. So I didn't talking to my traders. I'm having meetings. If you watch any of my YouTube videos, I'm just about risk, about risk. I'm not really thinking about how much money we're really making and blah, blah. So I'm just worried about what's the risk? What's the risk? What's the return? What's the risk? Keep the risk low. Keep the risk low. I'm not I'm not happy with the setup. I'm not happy with the setup. Wait a bit. Keep the risk low. So when then things play out and make a lot of money. So the money just comes, but I'm just concerned about trying to make sure that the, mo the money they're giving to us doesn't go anywhere, you know? It's, yeah, it's come on, man. <laughs> you already dropping gems, bro. Let's go. Yeah, All right. Yeah, so yeah. you said a couple of <laughs> things I want to dig into, bro. So number one, right, you did come from money. You did come from hearing conversations of millions, right? So what's the different type of conversations that you're being taught as a kid, right? Growing up around money, seeing family members have money. What's the different conversations that you're hearing as you grow up that let's say the average person like me, like I really do come from, I grew up in the projects. What are the mm. conversations you're hearing that I'm not necessarily hearing as I'm growing up? Okay. So like I tell people like, well, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily came from money, money, money. My grandfather was quite influential. And when you're influential, I mean, we're comfortable. We got to travel overseas. I was born in Nigeria. I moved to the UK when I was like 16. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, obviously before that, I used to go to the UK a lot for holidays and stuff like that. So we were pretty comfortable, but he was he was pretty influential. Now... Like I said, we used to have a lot of guests come to the house and a lot of really wealthy people coming to the house. And for me, I feel like my biggest edge was the kind of, like you were saying, the kind of conversations I was privileged to because I got to see how wealthy people interact firsthand. I got to see how they think. It's quite different. I got to see how they run their businesses, how they delegate you see, there's no ceiling to whatever thing it is they want to achieve. Like they're throwing around millions of dollars loosely on the dining table. You know, they they don't really like each other, but they come together to have dinner. If that makes any sense. Because after the meeting, like I don't like him, but they, you still see they're talking. They're, they, you get what I mean? But in the projects, I don't like him. Pam, pam, pam. He's gone. <laughs> you, get, you, get, yeah, yeah. You, get, you get what I mean, you know? I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna drop. A, I'm gonna drop something here. I don't know. Obviously, people have different religious beliefs, but drop there's something it, that I there's, there's something I I learned at a very early age, and there's a saying that goes. It says it goes this way. It says, under the right arrangement or, or under the right circumstances, the devil and God can actually have a conversation. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This is how the wealthy think. This is why you can see Donald Trump win an election and then 
he's chilling with Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama is leaving office and he leaves a, a note for Donald Trump. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like, it's we, or rather the masses, are going to do all the fighting and all the scrambling. These guys are just, do you get what I mean? At the end of the day, is okay, I don't like what you're doing. We're going to go to war. But, okay, it's time for us to make peace. Let's have dinner and they squash the beef. And it's all gone. So I got to learn things like that. And, you know, bro, it's a lot. Like, like it was a lot of information that I was privileged to as a young kid, just hanging around them, how they talk, how they address people, how to be a leader, how to speak to your staff. Because we have a lot of traders um, that, that work for, for the company, you know, how to speak to your staff, how to pitch your idea. And if you walk into a room full of investors... You know, and you go a ten thousand dollar mindset, a fifty k mindset. They already know. Mm. They already know. Like you, you get what I mean. Like they already know. But I walk into a meeting. The first ever investor that I got, he was he's one of the wealthiest black men in the world. I can't really mention his name, but um, he came to my university for I was in first year of university, and I'm literally at the gym. Uh, I'm at the gym. I'm working out. So I open up my then it's snap Snapchat time. Snapchat is still popping. And then I open up my Snapchat and then I see him on my friend's story. Um, so it's a chick. So I messaged my guy friend who was closer to her. I think he was obviously screen out the time. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, shitty, your girl's got this guy in town. Like, so he, he messaged her. So she was like, yeah, yeah, he came for my graduation. This is one of the wealthiest black men in the world, came for my graduation. I'm like, hey, I'm in the same city with this guy. You see, this is where opportunity, like you never want to miss a god opportunity. I'm in the gym. I'm probably dressed like this. My hair is all nappy. I say to my guy, yo, meet me at the graduation ground with a comb. So he meets me there. I dash into the bathroom. I comb my hair out. You can see, obviously, my afro is a bit better now, but then it was just like everywhere. <laughs> it was like everywhere. So I had to put it like pretty, I think I should... Um, send you like a picture i think we took a picture that day anyway long story short um i was there i was waiting so they're already gone in for the graduation so i'm sat outside waiting for him to come out now you have to understand this is another thing it's another thing that i learned growing up there's something that they always used to teach me at home right when you see famous people when you see influential people my dad used to tell me go speak to him initially i was terrified i was so terrified i'm like so what my dad used to do was, for example, we can just be sat somewhere and we can see DJ Khaled. Okay, mate, let's say DJ Khaled is a bit too, he's got too many people around him, too many, to got too many people. Let's take somebody like um, Charlamagne. You know, you, you listen to Breakfast Club, right? Absolutely. I can be like, yo, dad, 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 that's Charlamagne. Charlamagne is, is big, but obviously not everybody's around Charlamagne. So you see, Charlamagne can just be chilling in the restaurant, right? My dad, like, he's like, yeah, I know him. My dad's like, go speak to him. I'm like, no, dad, I don't talk to him. Oh my God. I don't talk to him. Like, so my dad would literally take me over to Charlemagne and be like, hi, excuse me. Um, my son is a huge fan of yours. I'm like, oh, really? Like, so very, very early on in my life, you know, my parents and the people I grew up around, especially my dad, um, helped me break that ice. Do you get what I mean? So you got one of the richest black man in your black men in your city, and He's not, this is a, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? So I'm sat outside. Don't get me wrong. I'm scared of shit. Um, till today, I still get, I still get scared because I obviously I hang around with the sheikhs and, and the rulers of, of the Middle Eastern countries now, but I still get terrified but till today. But 
that day I was just sat there and I was just like, you know, at least uh, luckily for me, I had time. So this was about 20 minutes till the ceremony was over. So I got time to collect my thoughts. I would collect my thoughts. I'll put together what exactly I want to say. Then I'll forget exactly what I wanted to say. And then I'll just, so when the guy came out and don't forget, he's one of the richest black men in the world. So he's big in Africa, but it's not really big in the UK. Mm. So people don't really, you know, they're just like maybe some African students, international students, just looking like, hi, sir, nice to see. But well, I know the guy, so I just come like, hi, excuse me, my name is Dapo Willis, I'm blah, 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 huge fan of So what I do is, so initially he's like, oh, nice to meet you, you know, cool. So he's about to walk off. And then I said, excuse me, sir, um, I did a projection and on oil prices. And from what I can see, oil prices are about to crash. And I know your entire business operation, your entire network is tied um, to the value of the Nigerian stock market. And we all know if oil prices crash, the Nigerian stock market is going to crash as well. And that's going to affect your network. Not only that, your ability to access international loans, because I know you bank heavily with JP Morgan and they check all these things. Uh, so I thought I would uh, share that with you. And if you've got some more time, I'd like to obviously show you my projection. And like, instantly the guy is like, you know what? He tells his assistant, get this guy's number. I want to see him. Yeah. You get what I mean? That's it. So opportunity favors the prepared mind. You get what I mean? This is why rich people keep bees, keep the, you get what I mean? Like this, you need to know how to talk to people. You don't be scared. You have to be prepared all the time and stuff like that. And obviously because I'm really sound technically, you know, I, I used to leave and breathe Forex, bro. Like, you know, Forex really, really dealt with me. Like it showed me, I cry on the charts every single night, lose money, lose money, you know? So by these times, my, my trading is actually starting to make a lot of sense. And obviously, I've got a projection on oil prices that oil. Actually, I did the whole projection that oil was going to crash from about uh, $89 a barrel. I did a projection it was going to crash from 89 all the way down to 28 Um, Oil did crash in 2015. Uh, actually, dropped to 20, 20 $24 a barrel. Um, So the projection was spot on. So even after that day, he didn't really contact me until oil prices did crash, which was, it took about eight months. And then they obviously flew me out and they're like, how did you know this? And obviously I showed them all the projection. Now he was interested in listening. So you see it's opportunity. You have to be prepared. You have to get your technical analysis straight. Do you go? Know I mean, there's a different world outside of just your charts, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people feel like they need to be making crazy returns on the chart for you to make a decent living. No, you you just need to know how to make 10, 20, 30%, 40% a year and have the right contacts on your phone and you can make a lot of money. A lot of people are overthinking this concept. I want to talk to you about prop firms and getting funded. We all know that there are many prop firms out there. We all know that the opportunity to trade other people's capital is the easiest way to become profitable as a trader. However, with so many different changes going on in the prop firm space, you want to find a prop firm that is leveling the playing field for you to actually get funded and reach that super quick payout. So what has come to my attention is a prop firm called Blue guardian all right now blue guardian has this amazing technology called the guardian protector all right and it has me excited because i know from my new beginner and developing traders sometimes we say in our mind we're gonna trade the right way and then we take that wrong trade and then everything all the discipline goes out of the window and we over leverage that next trade and boom we hit our daily drawdown but what blue guardian the prop firm is doing is they created something called the guardian protector that allows you to go into your back 
office before you even start taking trades and you can set a limit so that you never hit your daily drawdown limit. It doesn't matter how undisciplined you get in the moment. Once you set that guardian protector equity limit, you cannot violate your daily drawdown. And so that allows you to stay in the game. That is leveling the playing field so that you can actually be successful and pass this challenge and get to a quick payout. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in checking out Blue Guardian, which was referred to me by a trading friend, all right, and I'm excited about it, then definitely check out a 10% discount code that they are blessing the Forex Beginner Podcast with. Use New Trader One at checkout. Again, the code is New Trader One at checkout. Link in the description of this podcast episode. And I look forward to catching you at the bank when you get your first profit and payout. I want you to talk about why why top-down analysis is so important for what you're doing right now, what your company does, having $150 million under management, and why technical and top-down analysis was so important when you were building up. But more importantly, as you talk about that, bro, I also want you to just share with our new beginner and developing traders why it's so reckless to think about flipping accounts versus compounding and growing accounts over time you see the game is kind of rigged against retail traders it is rigged i came into this game 12 years ago 2023 now so about 2011 i was 17 years old um i was on i was online i was looking for you know the best way to make money online you know coming from a nigerian background everybody's talking about money so you're trying to pave your own way you're trying to do your own thing but you just don't want to do i don't want to be rich at 55 because my granddad was in the 60s yeah i don't want to be influential at 64 bro i want to be influential tomorrow you know what i'm saying come on so i'm online <laughs> i'm online i'm checking and checking for the best way to make money online stumble on trading and then i'm also watching a movie as well it's called wall street money never sleeps by michael douglas probably watched it wall street money never sleeps there are two versions this one came out in the 80s and this one that came out in 20 2010 after the 08 crisis so i'm watching it in 2011 20, 2011 yeah so that's exactly when uh the bug of trading pretty much bites me right so i'm like Oof, this guy's making a lot of money i'm interested i go online and start checking blase blase and you know how the algorithm works once you start typing trading and everything you start seeing a lot of ads Hey, sign up today you can become a millionaire by a ferrari youtube all that BS. And that's exactly how people are lured into the game. So people are, they, 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 all the Ferrari, all the fast cars. If you check um, view the, the most viewed videos on YouTube about for trading Forex, it's the big houses, it's the Ferraris, you know, and stuff like that. So it's the way everybody's mindset is pretty much programmed in the game because that's exactly how they're obviously brought into the game. And then the brokers don't exactly help you know situations because they're just trying to make money off blown accounts they're trying to make money off uh first of all they're trying to make money off commissions and then they're also trying to make money off blown accounts more of blown accounts because on the broker's balance sheets there's the a book and there's the b book right so the b book are for people who they've obviously studied their trading pattern this guy doesn't really know how to trade. We don't place his trades on the live market. We place it in-house and we just take his money because he's going to lose it anyways. On your platform, it looks like your trades are being placed, but really in-house and not placing it. I know this because I used to work for a broker when I was in London. And then there's able traders like myself 
who obviously they've seen this guy makes, you know, he doesn't trade all the time, but when he trades right, and then he makes withdrawals. So you got influencers pushing the wrong agenda. You got brokers, obviously influencers pushing the wrong agenda because they make a lot of money from IB links and stuff like that. And then you got brokers pushing the wrong agenda because they make money from blown accounts. So you have all these, obviously, all these institutions within the industry pushing the agenda of flipping accounts and fast cards and stuff like that. And obviously, people come into the game and they realize that, yo, listen, if you keep on trying to flip your account, you are pretty much as good as being in a damn casino. Because at the end of the day, there's a very thin line between trading and gambling. Very thin line. And that thin line is something called risk management. Okay, it's called risk management. Now, the moment you remove risk management from the trading equation, it becomes gambling. That's the only difference. Yeah. Okay, and the good thing about trading is if you're technically savvy and you're technically sound, you start to stack the odds in your favor, right? Whereas in the casino, you don't really, you can't really draw any support and resistance line on your damn chips, can you? <laughs> no way at all. <laughs> no way at all. <laughs> you can't do that, right? So trading gives you the opportunity for you to beat the game. But a lot of people throw, you know, common sense out the window, risk management, and they do throw technical analysis out the window. And then by throwing all this out, this is what we're talking about, trying to double your account and all that. Now, So now you're technically gambling. No matter whatever it is you are trying to do, the house will always win. As long as you don't have your safety net and your circuit breakers and your helmet on, you're going to get shot in the head. Mm. Okay? You're going to get shot in the head. It's only a matter of time. Like, you're not mario even mario gets shot in the head some from time he gets slipped he gets, he gets thrown the, the the pill and then he just goes off the track right <laughs> yeah. so so i don't care how fast you think you are i don't think i don't care where you think you got your information from i don't care about what robot or whatever mentor you got if you're on that account doubling thingy because what actually happens is this now let's go in let's talk let's talk about things more technically right mm -hmm. you have to understand that the market only trends 40% of the time. Mm. So the remaining 60% of the time, the market is ranging. Mm. Now, what tends to happen is most people come into the game and they're demoing and they tell you to demo. And that's why people make money on the demo account because they're demoing whilst the market conditions are favorable. Now, you make money on the demo account because the market looks good. It's trending. It's nice. It's easy. Anybody can tra trade a trending market. You or little kids, they can they can tell what an uptrend looks like and what a downtrend looks like, right? But that only happens 40% of the time. So you then go fund your account. And don't forget, because you're used to trading in a particular way, certain kinds of setups and stuff like that. And then you go into the real game. You can still get lucky. People still get lucky, whereby the market is still trending and stuff like that. But the moment... So you've doubled from 1K to 2K, from 2K to 4K, from 4K to 6K. Don't forget that 40% of the time is starting to, is starting to reduce. We're about to get into some serious, you know, crazy market conditions. Yes, you're flipping. You're good. And the moment you get into very uncertain territory, what starts to happen? The losses start to come in. Now, in order for you to take your account from 1K to 2K, from 2 so 
for you to be doing that, you're definitely risking a significant amount of your capital. Mm. So you've been lucky. You've taken your account from 1K to 10K. And don't forget, anybody who takes their account from 1K to 10K doesn't understand the psychology behind trading. So most definitely, they're not making any withdrawals, right? Mm. So don't get me wrong. You will get lucky because people are going to be like, well, I tried it. It's, that's how the game goes. I've doing this 12 years. I've been there, done that body t-shirt. It happened to me. You know what I mean? Like anything <laughs> I tell you is it. You, you, I speak from stop. I, I speak from a. I speak from a standpoint of many stop losses. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> from the standpoint of many stop losses, right? You know, so yeah, and then you know you're flipping, and then you get to 10k, and then you start to get into very unfamiliar territory, and whereby the market is just not interested in trending, and every for every trade you get into. The market just doesn't give you that 100 pips anymore. It just keeps snapping back and snapping back. And then you're hitting the stop loss and then you start getting frustrated and you lose some money. And then what happens when you lose some money? You want your money back. When you want your money back, you go into revenge trading and then you panic and then it's gone. Yeah, That's exactly what happens. So that's always the cycle. That's always the cycle. I mean, you're a pretty famous guy when it comes to trading. I'm sure you get the messages all the time. I was doing so well. I did this. I was doing so well, but I, 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 I don't know what happened. And then, and then he was gone. Man, that's my right? journey. You know, that's my journey, bro. Like, that's what mm. I, I had to realize that, yo, that there is something I don't know. There is something I don't know because when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it's horrible. You know what I mean? Like, there's something I don't know. And so hearing you say that, honestly, bro, it really shines a light on a lot of things that I was going through. And a lot of times you just got to go through it and figure out, Hey, I'm not trading on higher enough time frames. I'm not doing a top down analysis. So with that segue, go ahead, talk to us about why top down is so important and how that kind of puts you into that 40% of when the market's trending. And so you're able to see things more realistically. So, I mean, obviously you do that long enough. So I used to try and trade the news all the time. Mm. So, so you come you come into the game of your first 12 to 24 months, you're everywhere. You know, you're trying to take 800 bucks because you you don't really have that much. And I was very young, I was 17, 18, you know, stuff like that. So I think it was my second year into trading. You know, I was like, man, and you guys are actually lucky now. I don't know, most people watching this <clears throat> probably been in the game four years. So four years ago was, 2019 yeah wow four years ago was 2019 2019 just yesterday man so four years ago i mean like i've been i've been out here 12 years ago like so 12 years ago we were battling with freaking indicators right mm. that, that was our problem so hey memories bro indicators <laughs> and then we'll pay so much for them pay so much Companies that sell them for 2500 bucks, um, different trading rooms, you know, and stuff like that. And one day I woke up, I was like, man, this indicator. If I, there was one, uh, where I had to draw the line was I bought one indicator that used to tell me where to sell and where to buy. And you know what happened? So one one time he told me to sell, I sold, and then the market continued going up. So I came back to check. And guess what? The sell wasn't there again. So it's called a repaint indicator, right? So historically, it looks like it was correct. Because if you look back, it, it puts its buy and sell at all the major turning points. But in real time, it repaints. Mm. 
Mm. If he says sell and the market doesn't sell off, it just goes away. And then when the market does sell off, he just puts a sell there. So when you, obviously, when you... <laughs> <laughs> when bro, you're testing it out. I just want to say, bro, you're taught mm. everything that I've faced on this journey. It's been three years. You are speaking mm. about it right now. You know, you get these these like courses and you get these mentors that they're showing you through back testing how this indicator lines up perfectly when the trade moves your way. And then in real time, you're like, wait, but it never works for me. And that's why. <laughs> no, it never works. It actually never works because and then they just sell it to you and they just keep it pushing. Um, <clears throat> so I got, got rid of that phase. And then I was fortunate enough to um, be shipped off to the UK. Now, whilst I'm in the UK, I am still kind of like trying to find my feet. So I went there for sixth form. So something called sixth form in the UK, so like A-levels and stuff like that. Um, so whilst I'm doing my A-levels, um, So there's a city called, obviously you're familiar. So I, I used to go to school in a city called Coventry. Now Coventry was 55 minutes away from London, right? Mm -hmm. Now London is actually, so Canary Wharf is a place in, Canary Wharf is what Wall Street is to New York, right? It's the financial, obviously capital of Europe. Mm -hmm. So the US, can, uh, Wall Street is known for having the biggest stock market in the world. Canary Wharf, London, is known for FX. So that's where, that's the the heart, you understand, the heartbeat of FX. That's where all the orders flow through and everything. And all the big banks have their HQs there. JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, Nomura, everybody's there, right? So I said to myself, I said, okay, maybe if I moved closer to the heart of FX, maybe I might just, Maybe start getting better trades. You know, I'm, bro, I'm trying everything. So it was crazy because when I used to live in Nigeria, I used to watch Bloomberg a lot. And on Bloomberg, um, I noticed all the traders used to drink Starbucks coffee. There wasn't any Starbucks back in Nigeria. So I kid you not, the moment I got to London, I went straight to Starbucks. I'm like, maybe it's this cappuccino. Maybe it's this cappuccino that got these this, this people making this money, man. It's something in the drink. It's something in the drink, right? It's something in the Starbucks. You know, so I, obviously, I, I tried to get myself. So what I used to do was I used to, when I had the time, because obviously I was on a budget, a little kid, I used to pick my laptop off, or pick my laptop off, um, off the table, packing my bag. Uh, maybe if I had an early morning class, I was done by 11. I just hop on the train to by noon. I was in London. I just quickly get the underground, like the subway in New York, trying to get to Wall Street. In this case, I'll try to get to Canary Wharf. And then I'll just find a coffee shop and I'll just look out the window, see all the big banks and all the tall buildings. And I'll just be there. Just see traders come in the door, just different bankers, not necessarily traders. Because obviously people think it's only trading that goes on in, 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 in the finance world. There's M&A, there's risk assessment on different things. There's energy. There's a lot of things going on. So you see different bankers coming in. You see different Porsches driving through the damn street. People boys got money. You know, there's also IT. IT is also, there's also finance IT. So different boys doing different things, making different kind of money. So I'm there. I'm like, man, at least I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm close to the money. You know what I'm saying? So one day, I'm literally on my computer. I'm trying to trade like and stuff like that. And I hear this voice behind me. And he goes... He goes, I think this guy's probably been watching me for like the past 10 minutes. And like, he goes, how's your trade? How, 
how's your trading going? I'm like, as we ever, so exactly what every trader does. They always lie. I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm like, yeah, 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 it's going good. It's going good. It's going good. So I'm like, this thing needs to leave me alone. This guy doesn't go anywhere. So I think I, I feel like he's gone. So I'm just, and he goes, you know, he says something. He says, with what I can see on your charts, are you sure your trading's going good? I'm going to ask you one more time. How's your trading going? By this time, I'm like, bro, my trading ain't going good, man. Trust me. Like, have, see, see, listen, let me tell you. You see this indicator here? You see, you see I'm just trying to get this one to work. I promise you. If this one, I said, bro, sit down. <laughs> Sit down, save me. <laughs> I'm like, save me. So the guy, <laughs> bro, I told the guy, save me. But let me tell you something, guys. That was the best thing I did. Mm. That guy to save me. So, what obviously we exchanged contacts and everything. Turns out that he was a senior FX trader at Goldman Sachs. Wow. Um, big boy, really, really, really big boy. He's, I think, vice president now. He's, he's really big. I, I saw him the last time I saw him. He was actually out in Dubai. We were playing golf together. Um, obviously, he's proud of me now, making a lot of money. But we, we we keep in touch from time to time. Anyway, so so the guy starts talking to me like, but he's been seeing a lot of these forex brokers and a lot of these forex seminars and stuff like that. And it's just so unfortunate, you know, what exactly is going on because the, these people are just ripping, stripping everybody off. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. You don't need all this. So what he did for me was he helped me declutter the the whole thing pretty much, you know, uh, and he pointed me in the right direction. And obviously that's what led me into the top-down analysis. Um, so from him, I started to understand that uh, lower time frame trading is very dangerous for you and for your mental health, um, for your trading health as well. That's fast. Um, really bad indicators don't work. I said, I said, even, the, I said, even this one, he said, I say even this one I just bought. I just bought this one. I usually don't work it like that. No, no, no. Forget about every bro. I had five hundred and sixty indicators. Five hundred. I bought. I used to have an old computer. Five sixty. This was so. Now we're talking about 2013. 2013 into twenty fourteen, um, like early twenty fourteen. So it was from then, and obviously, um, I had to pay him. About three thousand pounds. I had to lie to my mom that I broke my knee. Literally had to go to the doctor, get an X-ray done. But you know, an X-ray, X-ray just looks bad, even when there's nothing wrong, right? So I said the X-ray to her. She was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> "The leg is broken." She sent me three grand. Um, it's part of my pocket money. So I like to. I need to go to the hospital. She sent me three grand. Uh, bless her for that. Um, so yeah, I, I pretty much paid him that because at the end of the day, I spent a lot of money on courses anyway. So I was like, God, you can see my heart. I'm just trying to learn this thing, man. And, and at the time I was very young, I was 18, about 18, 18, 19. And I was just like, if I'm going to fail, let me fail now. If I'm going to make all my mistakes, let me make it now. You know, let me gamble everything I need to gamble now because I got four years to be in university. This was already my first year. Um and yeah, I got time. I have. To, I just said to myself, I had time. So let me just take the risk. It is. It's one of those things. Whatever I can learn from him, I learn uh, stuff like that. And that turned out to be my best investment ever. And obviously, then it was Skype. There wasn't any Zoom, so it was Skype. And then to show me the charts, how to use price action properly. You know, it's all. We went back to the basics. 
you know, and how to look at high time frame. So what I then started to do was um, I started to. So what he did for me was he basically, you know, how we used to have old iPhone cables, then the earpieces back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. We used to put it put it in our pocket and it just used to be so mashed up. So what he did for me was basically help me untangle everything. You know how nice it looks. I mean, it works, but it's messy, it's messed up. But yeah. it's different when it's untangled, right? That's exactly what he did to my trading. Don't know the, everything going on in my head. It was mashed up, and then he helped me simplify. So that's when I took things off from there, you know. And I started to. So what I started. So what really helped me actually um, helped me develop the top-down analysis was the fact that when I started doing. So now I'm, I got rid of indicators. I understood that lower time frames, just looking at lower time frames alone, wasn't going to help me doesn't it doesn't help you because what happens is you can't really see the bigger picture so i used to do my analysis on higher time frames and then i'll then compare it with the publications that used to come out from the big banks so i don't know if they still do it till now but if you go on forex factory jp morgan and co always drop their forex whatever they think a currency pair is going to do so for me i just used to look at what what like their support levels Okay, that's exactly how I learned how to plot support levels. And I'm literally 100% accurate, not just 95%. I'm literally, if I plot a support level, best believe it's going to bounce off the level. So how did I learn how to do that? I just used to read a lot of the reports. I'll do my analysis and then I'll go check to see you know, if it was correct. And you do that over time and you become really good at it. So that's exactly how I started to understand key levels. Um, and then I noticed that all their projections were always from a higher time frame perspective always from a higher time frame perspective i was like okay you know at the end of the day these are the guys that are moving the, the markets so i want to think like them i want to i want to act like them and that's one one of the major things the guy imbibed in me like you want to think how the boys that move the market think you want to be buying when they're buying you want to be selling when they're selling so i got to understand that and then i got to understand confluence so you see and confluence with very basic te- technical tools support trend line Fibonacci if these things come together are they very strong are they very are they come together at a certain point and then the market is flowing let's say in an upward direction best belief if the market comes into that level it's definitely going to hold and then that presents a better buying opportunity for you because if you can see the confluence best believe the people who can see the market who move the market and use similar technical tools can also see that level. So best believe they're going to be buying around that region as well. I don't know if that makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense, bro. That makes a lot of sense. That was exactly how I then started to develop my own trading strategy, my own trading style. And I don't really call my trading style a strategy. I just call it like an approach, like this is exactly how to interpret the chart. You need to first, and this is what obviously led me to, obviously putting together the top-down analysis i mean top-down analysis is nothing new it's just that most re- retail traders just don't know they just don't know how to wrap their head around it right so i put it together and kind of like made it my signature thing but it's basically just an approach to the market whereby you go on higher time frames and anticipate thousands of pips into the future and then from there you scale your way down to a lower time frame and then you trade in the direction of the overall trend it's not even it's so straightforward it's not even i talk about it on my youtube channel i talk about it on the forex mastery program it's like I, I keep preaching and preaching and preaching like it's so straightforward for example i did a, a top-down analysis on wednesday on tuesday wednesday and i did a top-down analysis on AUDUSD, and i say to everybody i'm like 
from a high time frame, this thing looks bearish. Although it's going up medium term, it can be bullish. Overall, it's bearish. So even if I'm going to be buying AUD USD, I know it's not going to be for a long period of time. And I don't expect the market to be as smooth sailing because the overall flow is just like trying to fly into a very bad wind that's blowing this way. You can fly, but it's a lot easier flying in the direction of the headwind, if that makes any sense. So, you know, go on higher time frames. We don't trade on higher time frames, first of all. We only use them for projection, right? And then once you have, you know, the clear direction. And usually the good thing about the higher time frame is that it paints the bigger picture. It's like Google Maps, right? So you can see the entire, you know, you can see them because on a higher time, if you plot your levels on higher time frames, right? The key levels on a higher time frame, the difference is almost 1,500 pips. So you got all this space. You got all this, like now you're certain that you got all this space that this is going to move this. So you know for sure you got 1,500 pips to play with. So all you're now left with, or rather all you now need to do is to now find a way to come to a lower time frame and then look for a way to enter a trade in that direction so that you can take advantage of that 1,500 pips. But the good thing about it is because you're trading, your entries are from a lower time frame, you get to keep your stop losses small if that makes any sense. Because if you're doing it on a higher time frame, you know, higher time frames, your stop losses have to be big. If people are, Because people are saying like, okay, if 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 my targets are 1,000 pips, that means I have to risk 300 pips and it's long, it's still the fist of pops. I'm like, no, no, no. We don't trade on a higher time frame. We just go out to see, what, guy, what is this market doing? How about that? Because on the low, on the 30 minute, you don't really know what, like you're just trying to catch up up and down and you don't really know, like you're, it's like it's like this, like this is exactly what you're doing to yourself. You can't really see beyond your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really see beyond your bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're, you're very, this is all you can see. This is literally all you can see when you can literally see the, so it's better when you can see that what exactly is happening. You're like, all right, okay, this is exactly what the market is doing. Like, you know, markets flowing in this direction. Then, whatever strategy your lower you have on your lower time frame, or whatever strategy it is that you you play with on your lower time frame. Now you know, like, okay, what I'm gonna do is if AUD USD has got one thousand potential one thousand pip drop, all I need to do is I need to come on the lower time frame and look for potential selling opportunities. This way, I'm not looking for buying opportunities. So yeah, that's why I you can I can literally see a buy opportunity and not trade it. And this is why I'm right nine out of ten times, because I'm only going to do what this the higher time frame has told me to do. I can see buy opportunities, and that's why when you execute the buy trade and the overall flow is down, that's a stop loss straight away. So I've I've saved myself that stop loss by just sticking to what the higher time frame has told me to do. People jump up and down the whole plate, blah, blah, blah. Once I'm only looking for a selling opportunity, once it presents itself, I would sell. And because I'm selling on a lower time frame, you know, lower time frame, your stop losses are maybe 50, 60 pips. So imagine I'm using a 60 pip stop loss to catch a thousand pips, one trade, and I don't need to do anything else. I just manage the trade along the, and just lock in to break even. And just, and if I see, and you have to understand another another good thing about this is as the market starts to unfold for the thousand pips as it's on its way, its journey to the major support level, the market just doesn't fall in a straight line. It makes its waves. So you would also even find other opportunities to jump into. So you what I do is I I take one pair 
that's about to trend over a thousand pips, I get in early and I just keep stacking and stacking and locking in my pro. So I can literally use one pair, keep my risk at 3% and double the account. I don't even need to risk anything crazy. And all this time I'm checking my charts once a day or once in two days. So the market works you have to change the way the game, bro. This is an investment vehicle, bro. You're not here. The, most people are a slave to the market. Come no, on, no, man. No. Come on, man. <laughs> it's slave to the game, bro. I see people always, like I see screens. Once I walk into a trader's trading station and I just see screen, I'm like, this guy's not profitable. There's nothing anybody can tell me. Come on. This nigga's profitable. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, bro, I'm, bro, you're, it's just... I'm listening and you blowing me away because this is just, this is what I have been stressing to myself. I have a group of traders that we're all growing together. This is what we've been talking about. And I've just been pitching like, guys, if we're going to be here 50 years from now, this has to be a, a income multiplying vessel, a wealth building tool. We cannot treat this like a job. We eight hours at job. So we want to now be eight hours in charts. This is not going to like, that isn't conducive to long-term growth at all. Nope. That's slavery, nope. bro. And so everything you're saying, bro, it's 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 lining up perfectly with where I'm at. And so I want to continue this because what you said was so powerful. Like you're looking for one pair that's trending, right? So yeah. how many pairs are you looking at in order to find that one that may have an opportunity? Um <clears throat> Personally, I don't trade any pairs that are not for majors. So it has to have a USD attached to it. Now, the reason I do this is, don't get me wrong, I used to be a fan of Euro JPY. I used to trade GBP JPY. GBP AUD, Euro, Euro AUD, they used to be my favorite pairs when I was in university. GBP CHF, Noxet. I traded everything. S&P, I've traded the indices. I've traded, I trade gold, crude, everything. But... This is what I got to understand after this amount of years trading the game. Um, the US dollar pairs are e a lot easier to understand because of the amount of liquidity flowing through it. And if everybody is trading something, there's something called mass human psychology. If everybody's selling at the particular point, best believe the market is going to turn around. So if you just have some very decent understanding of price action and you know where to plot your levels like i was talking about in the top-down analysis and plotting your levels best believe you make it it's easier to trade the dollar-based pairs because it's a lot of money going through it and a lot of people are trading it and obviously the human psychology factor as opposed to cross pairs and exotic pairs that you know it's one day spiking up is here the spread the swap is disgusting so i eliminate all those guys so now i'm stuck with not stuck with but now i have the euro <laughs> euro usd gbp usd usd cad not so much these days so the euro usd gbp usd aud usd and then i can throw in some gold and then it's just gold i think just gold is fine um so i'm gonna do a top-down analysis on these guys and one of them i mean one of them has to be trending one of them is definitely going to be trending at some point, right? And even if they're not exactly trending for a thousand, two thousand pips, sometimes I see within whatever is happening, I can see a gap 
from the top-down analysis, I can see a 700, 800 pip gap. You understand? I can see a gap. And based on the, obviously, chart pattern, maybe a head and shoulder has formed on it. Listen, guys. Come on, man. Really Come on, Dabo. Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I want you guys to really listen to this, right? So there are certain things that will happen in the market that certain things have to play out. Meaning that if, for example, you see a head and shoulder pattern on a weekly time frame and the neckline is broken, right? You can see a proper neckline break on a head and shoulder pattern on a weekly time frame. So if you go back to baby pips, this is basic price action 101. If you break out of a head and shoulder pattern, the market is going to drop to the same amount of pips that it accumulated in the range. Meaning that if you take, if you calculate from the neckline to the head of the head and shoulder pattern, you maybe it's 900 pips. You just just draw, let's draw a line from just like a line from the neckline to the top, and then take it and then place it from the neck down to the space below. If the market on the week, if a weekly candle breaks that neckline and opens the next week, best believe we're going to drop 900 pips. So I've seen this on a higher time. Now, chart patterns, if they form and they play out on a higher time frame, best believe is going to happen. This is why I like higher time frames because if a higher time frame level, if 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 I plot a level on a higher time frame, best believe it's going to hold. Anything that happens on a higher time frame is there to stay because it takes a while for it to form, right? So once I can see a nine hundred, now I have a nine hundred, a sure nine hundred pip drop. So that that's going to play out. Maybe let's say obviously there's the factor of the market being crazy, blah blah. At least I'm setting that ninety percent that market is going to drop. So I have got, I like to trade within spaces, big spaces, right? Or nine, I've got a 900 pip drop. So what do I do, bro? It's so simple. I just allow the market to come and just wait for a little pullback. Now I can scale to a daily or a four hour time frame, and then I just wait for a decent pullback, put a counter trend line as the market is about to start falling. Because you're on the weekly time frame now, you're just seeing candles. But if you scale down to a lower time frame, you can see the waves within those big candles. So now you can see, so on the weekly time, it just looks like candles. But if you come to a four-hour time frame, you can see the waves, all the market action that happened for those big weekly candles to form. Now, I wait for the weekly. It's like, let a trade trigger on that. So this is the best way to simplify it. Let Do your analysis on a higher time frame. Let the trade trigger on a higher time frame. Don't trade it on a higher time frame because now you're sure the trade has been triggered, right? Allow it to just come down a bit, then scale down to a lower time frame and kind of like jump in and ride the wave, but still keeping your stop loss low because you got in on a lower time frame. This is how you to risk 50 pips to bang 900 pips easy. And because the market just keeps going down, you just check it once in two days or once in that. Don't get me wrong, you will have steep pullbacks. Just keep, just relax and allow it go. This is exactly how you can risk 3% to make 25, 30% on one trade and you're chilling. Now, when I say 30%, people are people are just like oh, 30%. In a, don't know what you're talking about. This is finance, bro. <laughs> 30%, man. You know what 30% is? No, no hedge fund money. Even Bernie, Bernie, Mardoff. What's the name of that nigga that did that shit? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. 
<laughs> God bless Bernie even Soul, Bernie, man. Yeah, even Bernie, even Bernie wasn't doing that. Even shit, Bernie you know wasn't doing that. <laughs> Bernie wasn't doing that. Shit. Top down analysis is doing that. Shit, you know what I'm saying? So it's as simple as that. Just go on a higher time frame and then just allow the market let it just give you a clear direction and then just come on higher time. I don't know, guys. They will have to. You have to put links to like my YouTube. If you don't mind, you have to put links to my YouTube channel so that they could go check. Bro. And then they can see what and see what exactly I'm talking about. I've got 46 episodes of top down analysis over the last two years, so they they can get to see. Obviously, the forex mastery course is there as well, so they can get to see me do it in real time. The ones that played out, the ones that didn't play out, the ones I decided not to trade, why I didn't decide to trade them, the ones that did play out, why I decided to trade them, how I made a lot of money. Last year was amazing. I probably did maybe 12,000 pips in total last year. Oh, my goodness, bro. Across all those pairs. It's, it's results are live on the YouTube channel. It's there. Right so, now, bro. I just want to let you know, like, you have just described my short three-year journey of trading, bro. Like, I was doing all those indicator things, battling with that, and, like, definitely the first year. Started weaning it out in year two, but was still going back and forward. And when I came into this year... I wiped everything and everything I do now is strictly price action based, bro. And it's ev everything you said right now, bro, is what I am doing. And I'm telling you, the results have been better. I'm living my life. I'm able to do podcasts with, with my man Dapo because I'm not in front of charts all day like I was before. And bro, I'm just saying like, you can recognize real when you hear it and see it, bro. With that being said, this podcast caters to new beginner developing traders. So traders yeah. that they like Dapo, man, I hear you. Like, like, yo, man, I'm finna follow you right now. Dapo, man, I'm finna lock in with you right now. But here's the thing, though. Yes, you're able to get these high win rates because you're doing the analysis, you're putting in the time. But here's the thing, Dapo, you got to tell them you're not taking trades every day, though. So explain that you know, part. All right, cool. So because of the fact that I, I, uh, because of the fact that I don't live and breathe on lower time frames, I'm able to um, not have to trade those those petty trades that pop up, you know, every now and then. Because if you're doing your analysis on a higher time frame, sometimes it does take quite some time for things to line up, right? Um, in a month, I can have 10 trades. In a month, I can have two trades. People don't, that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. People feel like I have to be trading, I have to be making money. But they don't understand that the making, the, the making of the money is actually done in the waiting. So, yeah, for the fact that, you know, I do my analysis on higher time frames and I have to allow things line up. And then, you know, so what that does is it helps me ignore most of the setups that happen on a day-to-day -day basis. And the reason, another reason why I don't, obviously, I'm not always trading is because when you're trading on lower time frames, you're subject to a lot more market manipulation. Let me give you an example, right? I did an analysis um, on Wednesday, right? This is Friday. So it's been, the video has been out for about 48 hours now. So I, I released a video on my YouTube channel called Trader Talk episode 46. So I looked at AUDUSD, which has been my favorite pair for quite some time now. I looked at the euro, looked at GBPUSD. Uh, and I said to them, I'm like, yo, listen, okay, XYZ things need to happen. 
in order for me to pull the trigger. It's just my, these are my rules. I don't feel comfortable with the way the market looks right now. Yes, indeed, it might look like the market might want to make some moves, but I've seen this wanting to make some moves and then it doesn't really make the move I wanted to make. So I'm going to chill. I need XYZ things to happen before I pull the trigger. If it does now, guys, I am very, 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 see, I'm very, very, guys, 150 million US dollars. If I f up, I'm going to jail. So I'm very, 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 very disciplined when it comes to my entries. Very, very, like, if it don't happen the way I want it to happen, I'm not, I'm not suffering. Like, I'm not, I got you, I got money. I got $10,000 literally right, lying right next to me. My girlfriend's probably going to come pick it up and go shopping tomorrow. Like I'm not hungry, do you know what I'm saying? So I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not, do you, I'm not in a hurry to go anywhere. So I'm chilling, do you know what I'm saying? If things don't line up, do you know what I mean? The way I want them to line up, best believe I'm not even getting to the game. I'm going to wait it out, do you know what I'm saying? So guess what happens on Wednesday? So I tell everybody, I'm like, yo, listen, I know like I haven't released a Trader Talk video in like maybe three weeks. That's because I wanted to allow the market to breathe. I'm back now and I'm looking at these opportunities. Um, I know everybody's looking for a trade to place and all that. But I'm like, yo, listen, I need these guys to balance out properly at this support level before we can start jumping into a buy or a sell, whichever the case may be. Um, until that happens, I'm not going to touch the trade. So when I come back next week and do another video, that would have given the market at least six weekly candles and couple of daily and so at least i would have seen price action on how price behaved at those major support level i need to see come you candles come down balance out fake out the support level come back above it close above fake out all the stop losses i know when it's ready manipulate the area because mark is always going to manipulate the area right i need you to manipulate the area and come and tell me yo that's i'm ready to go but right now this guy is kind of like hanging in the air. It hasn't really balanced out. It's not ready to go. So I need the market to do whatever it needs to do. So as always, I got maybe 50, so about, you people, maybe like about 20,000 people view the video. In all those 20,000 people, there are people who are going to listen and the people that are not going to listen. Come on. So obviously people who don't listen are just going to be like, that, they just heard the fact that I said is bullish and they just go buying. Mm -hmm. And then... I don't even realize that FOMC is coming out because I don't pay attention to the news. Mm -hmm. The way I trade, because I don't, I'm not always on lower time frames. I don't really care. The news is always going to get factored into the technicals. It's the way it works. Most people don't know this. The news is nothing but a distraction. Yes. So what then happened was FOMC came out, and the market started to go up and people were like, oh my God, I'm going to miss out on this opportunity. Although Dap said we should wait for things to balance out at the support level. Listen, I'm getting somewhere with this. Dap said, but FOMC has come out and is pushing it in the direction that Dap said it was going to go. So I'm going to jump in it. Now I see it on my Telegram group because I close, once I close my charts, I close the charts. I don't look at it anymore. But from time to time, I just see what's happening on social media and people, obviously I've got a big community. So I just see what's happening. And then I could see the market going in the direction I said it was going to go. I was like, oh, well, it's gone, it's gone. It didn't, it didn't, the market didn't fulfill all my technical rules, right? So I'm going to let it go. Like, I'm not interested. Like, it's one of them ones, like, cool, let's let it go. So I closed it. I'm like, all right, cool. Next week, we'll see what's happening, right? Best believe FOMC comes out, starts pushing the market up. Everybody starts buying. 
why do I wake up this morning and then the market has completely reversed? (laughs) (laughs) The market has completely reversed because people don't understand that the market must fulfill certain technical levels before it goes to where it wants to go. Those support levels that I drew there, I drew them for a reason. They have major demand zone. So before this market goes to, and sometimes, and this is why people get into a lot of premature entries. Sometimes the market isn't ready to go. All the market is doing is it's literally just forming within the particular area. So it might look like it wants to go up. Meanwhile, it's just going up to form a wave so it can come back down for a, for a more decent pullback. So, you know, things like that, but... If you're on lower time frame, you're always trading on lower time frames. You don't understand this. You're just seeing the market going up. So like I'm gonna, but because I have a higher time frame mindset and perspective, I'm not really interested. You get I've seen everything. Yeah. Seen everything. So that prevents me from jumping into trades and I'm so supposed to jump in. And if you're always day trading in and out and all that, you're so when the, you're always checking it, bro. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you the real reason I stopped trading on lower time frame. I'm gonna be straight with you, bro. Um, why am I 24 years old? 24 years old, my guy. I got so somebody I'm playing um <clears throat> eight ball pool mm-hmm. in the in the with my guys. Mm-hmm. So one of my guys hasn't seen me for a bit, and then he's like, oh that's and then he tries to hug me, and his hand is like a freaking mechanic's hand. So he hits my head, and one part of my head just is funny. So bothering me for like three months i'm a very paranoid guy so i go to the hospital so i tell my, my nan and my nan obviously she's a big pharmacist she's like just go to the hospital just go i'll take you so she's like you know what i'm gonna go get checked out um let's go so i go to the hospital and then you know before the doctor sees like obviously gets to attend to you um you have to see the nurses right so the nurses are going to check your vitals i don't know if that's the same in the states but obviously in it the is. uk in dubai and nigeria that's exactly how it rolls so the nurses are going to check your vitals and stuff like that. Tell me why they check my, my blood pressure. This sh- is high. Now, I, I don't even know it's high. I don't even know it's high. I'm 24, if not 23, not 24. I think I'm 24. So I'm like, so I don't really see it. But obviously, when she does it, me, I'm thinking it's normal because for the, don't forget, 24, 17, 25, I've been trading seven years now. So for the last seven years, that's what I've been seeing. So I think it's normal. This sh- is not normal. I don't even know it's not normal. So I go to see the doctor. I go to see the doctor. <laughs> and then, so they check my head, everything. They do a scan and they do the blah, 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 blah. It's like, Mr. Willis, you're fine. Just be paranoid. I'm just going to give you something to rub around there. Give you some medication. It's obviously because it hit it and then your muscles reacted to it. Don't worry. It's nothing to do with your brain. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So I'm about to fall out. Like, all right, thank you. You can speak to my nan. And he's like, there's something I need to speak to you about. I'm like, okay. I said, what's happening? I'm like, are you good with your grandma being here? I'm like, yo, what's happening? Like, this blood pressure, it's not normal for your age. What do you do for a living, Mr. Willis? I'm a financial trader. I'm a financial trader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a financial trader. That's what I do. He says, does your job... Okay, I'm guessing your job involves a lot of risk. I said, hmm. I have no idea. You have no idea. You know? And then he's like, yeah, you're borderline hypertensive at 24. That's very, 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 very dangerous. If not, you're going to be unhappy. You're going to have to be on blood pressure medications for the rest of your life. And obviously your grandmother is here because she's hypertensive. So clearly it runs in the family. And if you don't check it right now, um, you know, 
you, you might just have to be on meds and be, imagine being on meds from, from 24 till you die it's bad for your kidneys you can't do certain things and you might just drop dead at any time because you know your blood pressure might just shoot up hey <laughs> you don't even know when I went back home, my mom, now my mom is home. So my, my nan is telling my mom what's happening. My mom said, I told you it's this Forex. I, I told you it's this Forex. It's this Forex, you know. So because I remember now, I thinking about it now, I remember when I think it was it was one particular trade, maybe two trades where I'd risk so much and I was watching the market all night. I was scared. You know, I I don't I, I put in too much money I wasn't supposed to put in. It was a lower time frame trade. So every like I, you know how you open sometimes you open your MT4 on your phone, you don't go to the charts, you just look at the quote the, the numbers to see you go. And so I was, I was checking it all night. My heart was I could literally feel my heart. Bro, luckily for me, I was able to recover from that. But my heart was never the same again. Because it's, this blood pressure thing is once you cross a particular line, it's, it's difficult for it to come back. So imagine since I'm, I'm 29 now, you know, I had lifestyle changes. Luckily for me, they said I was borderline, so I didn't need to go on meds or anything. So now I bang the gym. I'm in the gym every every other day, seven days a week. I'm in the gym. Five, I try to go to the gym five times a week. I lift weights. I run. You get what I mean? Um, the lifestyle changes can't really take too much salt. Oh, from lower time frame trading of Forex, I'm about to kill my goddamn self. You know, so it's crazy. I mean, if that isn't enough to 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 to, to tell people what they're up against, I don't know what else to say. Because it's got it's got implications on your health, not just your bank account. Um, so but obviously top-down analysis, you're at peace. You know, it's, I don't really have always have that many trades open. Before I get into another trade, the first trade must be secured. Meaning that if I sell AUDUSD at 99 bucks here and it's coming down 70, if I see another sell set up at 70, the first trade that's at 99, I need to stop losses at pass break even and transfer that risk to the next trade. So at every given time, I only have 3% risk exposure to my account and I just keep locking on. So, you know, all these life experiences, you do. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's, it's it's endless, bro. It's endless. It's endless, man. It's endless. It's... Marcus, you need to be you need to be careful, man, bro. You have Dapo. You have given us so much value. And if anybody is really, really on this journey and serious about this, they have taken a lot of information, and they have more than enough to get back and start working on some things. But what I want you to do right now, bro, is I want you. If there's anything that you would share to a new beginner in developing trading, and you've already shared a lot, but if it's anything that we we miss and something that's on your heart that you really believe that new beginner and developing traders that's trying to 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 get profitable and stay profitable, they need to do and they need to focus on to get there. Anything that you feel you haven't talked about, I want to give you the opportunity to share that now. And then I also want you to let us know where we can stay in contact with you, your YouTube channel, and anything that you have that can help us on our journey. I want you to share that right now as well. All right, fantastic. Um, in terms of the newbies, a lot of the things I'm saying here, it's not going to make sense to you if you've been training for less than five, six months um because you haven't failed enough um 
that's just the truth. You have to understand that we do have an academy called Willis University where we have Forex courses and stuff like that. And I noticed something. The traders who come on the program and make the most amount of money and make get the best results are traders who have been trading two, three years and have really, really, really suffered. Now they're willing to learn. Most newbies, they just get some information here and there and they think they're good, right? And they're ready to, to run off. Now, I can't force you to listen to what I've obviously said here. Um, experience is the best teacher. Um, so what I'm going to advise most newbies to do is this. Test out everything you want to test out as quickly as possible. If you're going to fail, fail fast and fail forward. Do it as quickly as possible so that your mind can be open to how things are done properly. My mind wasn't open to how things are done properly until I'd got into a point whereby I was tired of depositing and not seeing any results. You have to get to that point. Once you do get to that point, then you can then start obviously saying, okay, I bet you this, yeah? People are going to come back to this interview five, six months from now and be like, okay, let me actually, it's time for me to listen to what this nigga was actually saying that day. Like, hey, let me listen. It's going to make more sense to a lot more people six months down the line because they would have had more blown accounts. No offense to anybody, but I'm just saying, guys, I've been there. Like, I know the journey. I know the journey. You can't cheat the journey just the way it is, right? Especially because that's just the way the the mind works. Only very few newbies are going to actually take it seriously and be like, okay, I'm re I, I really want to do things the right way. Most people are just going to be like, okay, cool. Okay, you know, but, but, but my mentor who drives the Ferrari said this and blah, blah, and a lot of bad habits and stuff like that, right? So, allow the bad habits, do whatever you want to do, trade all the pairs, get it out of your system. It's like, they tell guys, go out and smash all the chicks you want to smash before you get married. You get what I mean? Because then, only then will you appreciate a loyal woman and what a woman actually brings to the table and the importance of having just one woman. Do you get what I'm saying? So go out there and explore all the strategies you want to explore. Go out there and trade everything you want to trade. Flip the accounts, blow the accounts. Blown accounts are very important because that's exactly when the learning takes place. So like I said to the newbies, please, whatever it is you're doing, explore as quickly as possible explore back test do everything as quickly as possible so that you can actually begin your journey to prosperity what i've just said now very very vital because people just don't listen and so you can say anything you want to say from now till tomorrow don't do this if they haven't experienced it for themselves they just wouldn't listen now, for the people who are willing to listen, who are at the point whereby they want to make a change and stuff like that, yes, go ahead and implement the top-down analysis into your trading. It's not a trading strategy. It is an approach. You can use it to analyze anything. I usually analyze Bitcoin. I use it to analyze all your prices for goodness. It's, it's this understanding price action. Obviously, the entry and exit strategies on there. But first of all, you need to know what exactly is this market doing. So that that's that's what I have to say for 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 to the audience shout out to you guys i love you guys very much man you headed here first on <laughs> calvin radio 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another amazing episode of the Forex Beginner Podcast with my man Daffo Willis. Daffo, thank you so much for coming on. Welcome. And uh, as I always say, me and Daffo look forward to running into you at the bank one day, but you can't meet us at the bank. You got to beat us there. When we pull up, you should already be walking out, duffel bag on your shoulder, big smile on your face. That's our way of saying we believe we all are going to be successful. Daffo, thank you so much again. God bless everybody watching. Take care, and we will holler at you later. Peace.